0: Monday, February twentieth, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes from Goodyear, Arizona, where Paul is getting ready to check in with Guardians spring training. Uh, the pitchers and catchers are already there. P- uh, position players are uh, reporting today, and the first full squad workout is set for tomorrow morning. Uh, Paul is there, uh, ready to to give us all the behind the scenes. Uh, action and everything that's going on. Uh, not a lot of action yesterday, right, Paul, as you uh you arrived out there in Arizona and uh and not too many people were <laughs> in the clubhouse, but uh good to be out there in the uh in the valley, huh?
1: Yeah, definitely, Joe. Uh got a light day, a light workout day for the Guardians yesterday. Uh saw Tristan McKenzie getting into his car as I was coming in to the uh clubhouse and uh and, uh, you know, he he did, he's still on me about uh, the number of wins I predicted for him last year. I think I predicted 78 wins. So he asked me uh, what my prediction was this year. So I kept my mouth shut, Joe.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're going to have to have a conversation about uh, whether or not we're picking the number of wins this year just because of the uh, the amount of grief we got last year. Uh, but either way, the uh, the expectations are definitely higher this year. The, the confidence is already there, I guess. Uh, if, if that's what you're saying, uh, Tristan said on the way out. Uh, what uh, what were you able to uh, just walking into the facility? What was that like? And and what was the the, the feeling around the building? You know, even if the the players weren't there uh, when when you got there, what was uh, what was sort of the temperature of the room?
1: Yeah, it was, you know, typical spring training, you know, low key, everything uh uh it, the place hasn't changed, Joe. It, it looks <laughs> the same and uh you know, I was I was and with Tristan it was interesting. I said, "Well, how many games do you think you guys are going to win?" He goes, "I want to win them all." So, that was that was interesting and uh but he says he's 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 watching our tweets, he's watching our predictions. So, you know, we we better be careful here. <laughs> Yeah, that'd make it boring if they just won them all.
0: I mean, we'd have to write the same story every day. But uh, I think the uh, the Guardians fans would definitely take that. Uh, as as far as uh, who's there, who's not there, uh, we know that the the nine uh, Guardians players who are participating in the World Baseball Classic have have been there for about a week now. Uh, the some of them will start leaving for for their camps with their individual countries uh, you know, by the, uh, the middle of next week. Um, what, uh, what do you think, uh, obviously those guys are there, uh, you know, how does that change sort of the schedule of things and the, uh, the tone of things early in camp while the team is still together before it breaks up?
1: Yeah, Joe, I think, uh, you know, with the first game, uh, scheduled for Saturday, they still got some, you know, time to, uh, take some live BP, get, get, get rolling. But I, everyone's been in camp, I think, you know, everyone has been, has reported, everybody's been in camp since for about a week now. So, uh, you know, they're, they're already throwing live BP, the pitchers are throwing live BP to hitters. So, you know, that's, that, it's kind of a, a little bit accelerated, but, uh, you know, I, and I think, um You know, I think, you know, we'll just go from there. But I think it's pretty normal. You know, I think when we were talking to Richie Palacios, he said he probably he was leaving for Taiwan on uh, March 1st, I believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, that's probably, you know, probably a good gauge for the other WBC guys. And, you know, obviously that opens some doors for for younger players to get a chance.
0: Yeah, there there will be some opportunities uh, for younger arms to get uh, to get a look for some uh, younger position players to 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 get a look, uh, you know, with Andres Jimenez, uh, leaving that the you know a guy like a Brian Rocchio can uh, can step in and, and get some innings and, and get some you know time in big league exhibition games, uh, and they want to see some guys like this. They want to see uh, young players like Rocchio, like uh, like Gabriel Arias, where he's going to fit in. Uh, what's the latest on uh, on Gabriel Arias and and what his, uh, you know, I don't want to say position, but what where where does he fit right now with uh, with the Guardians at the big league level?
1: Yeah, Joe, he fits all over the place. I guess uh, Terry Francona told reporters yesterday that they're going to look at him a little bit in the outfield. You know, he played like seven or eight games in in left field last season at Columbus. And uh, you know they're just you know Francona said there's if you look around the infield that you know at first base well you've got Naylor and 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 Bell at second base and Menes shortstop uh, Rosario and third base Ramirez there's just not going to be a whole lot of opportunities for for Arias to uh, you know to play uh, on the infield which is you know kind of his his spot and uh, those guys you know play almost every day so I think they want to see him a little bit in the outfield. Uh, see how he plays out there. And, you know, Joe, he's pretty talented. You know, he can move all over the place. We saw him play first base in the ALDS uh, against the Yankees in game five. And, you know, I don't know about how you felt, but that that shocked me. And he did fine. Yeah, yeah it, was a,
0: it was a surprise. But, uh, you know, at the time, it, it, especially in a playoff run like that, you go with what you feel is going to give you the best chance to win in that situation and i think they they realized uh at that point uh that that Arius was their their really their only option uh to play defensively with with Naylor's foot being the way it was at the end of the season last year um yeah i, I think Arias' versatility will help him but i i just i i keep thinking about how uh you know Francona tried to to play Ahmed Rosario in the outfield, you know, all through spring training for for two seasons. And you know, it took just it took a while for him to just finally come to the conclusion that, you know, this guy gives us his best when he's playing shortstop every day, just normally. and uh, and, and finally going with that. Uh, I, I I just I, I really can't uh, get myself to believe. That Arias is anything more than uh, a shortstop, really. I th- I think that's where he is most comfortable. Uh, but but his willingness to play everywhere has got to be uh, really good for for his, you know, uh, you know, standing with Francona. If he's willing to go and, and get a, grab a glove and go over to first, if he's willing to uh, you know run out to the outfield when they tell him to, then uh, that that's that's going to help him in the long run.
1: Oh yeah, I think you know. Obviously, he wants to stay in the big leagues, Joe. And uh, you know, a young guy like that, he still has his rookie status intact. You know, he's going to do anything he. He's going to do exactly what uh, Cleveland asked him to do. You know, he played every every infield position last year. He was only up for what 16 games, and he played every infield position. So you know, he was on the move. And and he also, you know, you got to factor in uh, uh, Tyler Freeman you know, they're both this kind of sit, like we've talked about before, they're both kind of similar players. And uh, do they both make the ball club? And if they do, how do you get at bats for those guys?
0: Yeah, that's the worst thing. It would be not getting at bats for, uh, for Arias and, and and helping him grow and learn because like you said, the talent is there, the arm talent is there, the, uh, the, the at bats, uh, you know, you can see him, him grow and progress from the beginning of last year. So. I yeah I I really think that he needs to to play as much as possible in order to 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 continue that last step of development at the the major league level. Uh, speaking of shortstops, uh, Ahmed Rosario, uh, this is a guy who uh, you know comes to camp really for the first time in a couple of seasons here, uh, knowing for sure you know he's he's the guy at at short, uh, you know pretty much every day and. Uh, you know, the last couple of times he's, he's been, well, there, there, there's been questions, you know, whether they'll try and put him in the outfield. Uh, I think that, that those experiments are over. I think uh, Ahmed Rosario has, has shown that, that his most productive position is, is at shortstop. Uh, That's pretty good position to be in. If you're, uh, if you're uh, getting ready to become a a free agent at the end of the year, Uh, what's, uh, what's, Ahmed Rosario's position in terms of, uh, you know, h- just being a shortstop and, and knowing that, uh, the, the, the guys who were free agents, uh, this past off season all got paid pretty handsomely.
1: Yeah. I, I think he's, uh, he's a very happy man right now, Joe. I mean, Javi Baez in Detroit can opt out of that big contract. He signed at the end of, uh, uh at the beginning of last season. He and bias can opt out at the end of this season. So, you know, I think shortstop is gonna be another uh, premium uh it's gonna another premium position this winter. But, you know, uh I, I loved what uh, uh Rosario told us uh he's you know through through his interpreter, uh you know he said I I you know he knows the kind of money you know, Trey Turner and Carlos Correa and, uh, you know, all those, Corey Seager, all the guys had, and Lindor have signed for over the last two years, and he's happy for them, but he tries not to think about it because that can occupy a lot of space in your mind, especially if you're coming, you know, you, you're you coming up on free agency, and, you know, I, I'm not sh- sure about you, Joe, but I don't know if they're going to offer him an extension, not, you know, not with so many infielders behind him, So, you know, I think uh, he's had two great seasons at the plate, very, very consistent seasons at the plate. And, uh, you know, he had his probably his best season defensively at shortstop last year. So he's in a good spot. And uh, I think he's just concentrating on this year and, uh, you know, having to have, you know, kind of repeat what he did the last two years and, uh, you know, enter the free agent market and see, you know, see what's out there for him. What if what
0: put this scenario out there? What if Ahmed Rosario goes out and has an all-star season at shortstop for the Guardians? He puts up you know crazy numbers offensively and is is improved or continues to improve defensively. Uh, do you think it, it can could they even resign him even even if they offered him? Uh, you know, let's say sometime in in June or July that they. They say, okay, well, we're gonna, you know, try to offer him a, an extension, or uh, we'll we'll look to trade him. I mean, that that's got to be—he's uh, in such a good position in terms of you know what he's done for himself. Uh, but like you said, this is an organization that is heavy at the at the middle infield position with prospects coming up. Uh, we mentioned Rokio, we mentioned Tyler Freeman and, and Gabriel Arias. Uh, there's Jose Tanya, There's uh, Diane Frias, there's uh, there's there's uh, I I believe uh, I I think Mike Apres is a is a first baseman or a, yeah a, he's a, a first corner baseman. guy yeah he's a corner guy so uh, there's just so many guys in the system right now who are either started out as shortstops or you know have developed into good uh, you know high level middle infield prospects uh, you know can they afford to lose Ahmed Rosario if he is as good or better than he was last year.
1: Yeah. You know, it's a great point. And, you know, you can look at it, I guess, two different ways. Uh, you know, one, you know, everybody that's that needed a shortstop is in the last two years, it's kind of locked those guys up. You know, I don't know where, what, who's who needs another, sh- who will need a shortstop at the end of this season, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, or B, you know, uh Cleveland, uh, you know, does make an offer. You know, Rosario's been happy here. I mean, the the Guardians have given him a chance to play every day. He's established himself. And uh, would would they make him another offer? Would they make him an, a long-term offer? And if they did, would he take it? You know, I think he's he seems uh, content here, you know. So yeah. I, I guess, uh, you know, that... If the if the money is right, I get why why not say yes. But you know we've seen we've seen uh, this go the other way all too often. Right. What would
0: what would a long term offer? How many years would a long term offer look like? Because compared to some of these deals, like these guys are getting eight nine years, would the, would the guardians lock up a guy and lock up that money for eight nine years? I I don't think they would. Uh, and you know he's got the the best agent in uh, his his agent uh, right now is Jose Ramirez. It's the, it's the best That's thing not, that, that could happen to him. I mean, you know, Jose Ramirez is going to be there for, for six, seven more years. Uh, you know, he's, he's the guy who's telling the franchise, Hey, uh, you know, get this guy a deal, get him locked up. Cause I like standing next to him for, uh, you know, for the last two, three years.
1: Yeah. I, I do, you know, <laughs> like you said, Joe, I mean, it, he, you know, uh, Ramirez signed a seven-year deal last year. There's no way they sign another guy like that. So I no. would think if, if they offered, uh, you know, a Rosario an extension, it would be, like you said, two or three-year deal, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, you go from there. But, uh, you know, just the way, you know, this thing operates, I mean— you know what do you you know you've already running out of that bats for for Arias and Freeman and like you said you got Rokio behind him, you know so uh, and a bunch of other guys behind Rokio so these guys are going to have to play or you're going to have to trade them you're going to have to do something with them. Well, and and
0: they've shown that they're not willing to trade some of these young infield prospects when it comes down to uh, deals for you know that that they were looking to make before. Uh has never been even mentioned in any of these trades uh in in the past. So uh they're they're holding on to those prospects as well. Uh all right, let's uh let's move on and and, and talk a little bit about uh Cody Morris. Uh this is a guy who has uh has an opportunity in front of him, or you know, had at least coming into uh camp uh, an opportunity in front of him to to make the big league squad uh out of uh for opening day. Uh, but uh, he looks like he's going to be uh, a little bit behind as, as camp is getting started.
1: Yeah, he's you know, he's bothered again by a uh, uh, strained uh, lat, uh, sore lat muscle. Uh, Terry Francona told reporters a couple days ago, That they're going to be ultra conservative with him, you know. They, you know, because they really like him. I mean, this guy, like we've talked before, Joe, he could be your number six starter, your number seven starter, and he could also help you in the bullpen. You know, we saw him pitch very, very well in a brief, you know, window uh, last season. uh, Made five starts in those five starts. He had a 2.18 ERA. So uh, you know, this guy's legit, but he's got to stay on the mound.
0: Yeah, and we talked last week. We talked about Zach Polasek and Aaron Savali, uh, both having to really come out and prove that they can be durable and can can be healthy and and can compete for a full season. Uh, uh, Cody Morris really needs to do prob- probably the same thing. Uh, this is a, a guy who uh, the last two seasons has has missed time at the start of camp, uh, and that's uh, that's you know carried over into the the regular season uh, where he's he's had injuries of of different kinds uh, that he's dealt with early and, and that's put him behind everybody else, uh, coming out of spring training.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, what, uh, you know, so, you know, they're going to be very careful with them. We've seen this in the past and with those lat injuries, you know, you, you're thinking, you know, this is, a, this is like, uh, you know, when you, when, a, when a hitter does it, you know, when, he, when a hitter pulls an oblique, you know, those are four to six weeks kind of things. And if you get hurt this early in spring training, you know, it, you know, that really kind of I mean, just, you know, from from what I've learned over, you know, doing this job, you know, that's usually, that usually puts you on the back burner for a long time. And you probably, you know, you 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 kind of either, either you open the season at uh, under, on the injured list or you open the season, you know, in extended spring, then you have to, you know, work your way back through the system. So, you know, hopefully this isn't serious, but, you know, with a lat injury, with an oblique injury, they're, they're very, very careful with those.
0: Yeah, they'll, they'll they'll take their time, uh, definitely. And and again, uh, like we said, with the WPC going on, uh, that will open up uh, a, a more opportunity for some of these younger guys, the younger arms, uh, to to step in. Uh, and and like we said, the 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 opportunity was there for a bullpen spot for Morris, maybe, uh, maybe a guy like a Toussaint, who's a, a spring invitee, takes advantage of that and and makes the uh, the opening day roster uh, coming out of camp. Uh, we'll, we'll see who that, uh, competition really sort of, uh, you know, a couple of weeks we'll, we'll know who, uh, the candidates for those last couple of spots in the, the bullpen are, and we'll be able to get a better picture of, you know, who, who might have the inside track on that. Yeah, uh, definitely. Wanted to mention, uh, subtext, our, uh, subscription service, uh, text messages from Paul and myself, uh, during spring training, as games get underway, as, morning sessions with uh with tito and some of the players in the clubhouse out there. Uh Paul is out there and he can be your eyes and ears uh and at Guardians Camp. Uh the subtext subscribers get that information first sent out to them. Uh you can join for $399 a month uh if you go to Cleveland.com slash subtext uh or you can send a message to uh two one six two zero eight four three four six and it will send you back a text saying this is how you subscribe. Uh, Paul, the, 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 the subtext subscribers have been great in, in helping us, you know, really tailor our coverage to what they want to see and, and, and what they want to learn and know about and, and find out about this team.
1: Yeah, Joe, these guys are intense are our, our subscribers and, you know, we love them. Uh, they give they give us story ideas. Sometimes they know what's going on with the team more than we do. So, wow. you know, they give us tips. They hear wow. stuff. So it's fun. It's a it's a fun exchange, uh, you know, between us and and the subscribers. And, uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's you know, I, it's really something to enjoy. And, you know, I hope, and this is a great time to uh, get on board too uh, you know, the start of the season, uh, guardians coming off a great year last season. And, uh, you know, I think everyone is anxious to see what these guys can do, uh, this year and can they keep the ball rolling that, you know, they started last season. Yeah. We're looking
0: forward to, uh. To getting games underway at the end of this week. Uh, the Guardians and the Reds always open the season uh, at Goodyear Ballpark. Uh, a lot of a lot of fun, great atmosphere out there. Uh, just good to be around uh, Tito and, and get back in the groove there, and 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 say uh, see everybody, say hi, uh, have have uh, you know have just have conversations again
1: yeah definitely that's you know the best part of spring training is you know everybody's kind of in a good mood you know no one's won or lost or you know everybody's still you know got a winning record i guess and uh and uh you know people are more a lot more relaxed you know the tension hasn't started the cuts haven't started you know everybody is uh you know one big happy family and uh and it's you know you you want to catch up with people and you want to catch up with the players and the coaches and uh it's it's just a good time uh it's uh, you know Terry Pluto always said that they should have spring training at the end of the season not at the beginning of the season <laughs> because that's the best time of year it really is for right for especially for writers you know just trying to establish relationships with players and you know it it, it it's a good uh it's a good point it's a good uh it's just a good Time frame because you know it's not you know that hectic day in and day out with the game every day and you know the pressure of winning and losing it's it's just uh, people getting ready to uh, do what they love. All right, well
0: we love uh, what you're doing out there and we'll look forward to uh, this week and and the coverage you're providing as the the Guardians get ready uh, for their first exhibition games uh, come Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Paul, good talking to you. We'll catch up with you again uh, tomorrow here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast.